Hello everyone, this is Songs from a Room, an intimate singer-songwriter showcase where I, Bob Palos, invite very talented artists to the podcast for a one-on-one. We'll learn a little about each artist, what inspires them, what brought them to play the music they play, and the moments that led them to write the songs they wrote. Then finally, to play me a song from a room. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I respect it. There's a hell of a lot to it. I, I tried it once. Yeah? Yeah, for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes open mic? Yeah. And it was, you know, you get a lot of leeway when it's your first time. Yeah. So I kind of, all of, everyone in the audience was a comic, so they were like sympathetic. Yeah. But, oh my God, it was... I was it was like vertigo, <laughs> <laughs> just standing up on stage. It's, it's did funny. you feel like that uh, when you first did it? No, but then again, I was pretty drunk for the first six months. But uh, yeah, I was also like you know twenty one and eager, and you know you're gonna you know you can box if you get punched in the head and you're like I want to go back in the ring, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, but that's funny because like you had stage experience. I mean, as a musician. Exactly. I thought it would translate because I have my own kind of humor when yeah, I'm on stage. You're a pretty dry, funny person. And then when I do stand-up, it's like I'm like a a rabbit heart kind of person. <laughs> like just this like yeah, this very anxious. Yeah. I feel like it's a like in a bunch of movies where the mic's just feeding back and it's like <laughs> you you clear your throat. Oh, yeah. It's super loud. It's uh, And it lasts for like a minute. It feels over. <laughs> it is does. that a it Is does. that a thing that comics say? I mean, no, it just it's just true, though. But once you feel like you got a cough, man. Yeah, it was more coughing than actual words, I think. Yeah. And throat clearing. So we should always bring water up. Yeah. Um. All right. I think we... I don't know if... Is it going? I th- I've started recording just okay. for the sake of it. I'll just do the introduction part now. Okay. Um, uh, we're in my apartment with uh, Du Crowder. Uh, he's a... Hello. Hello. He's a very uh, talented... I always say, you know, because what do you say? The same thing about every... They're talented. Their songs uh, are great. <laughs> like, you know... Moderately uh, talented. I. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... I feel so- like I'm, I'm like... I have a half of a gift. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm half gifted. Like I feel like I was given Why would you part say of a gift. Uh just because um I'll get you know, I get like you know, they call people a visionary. Yeah. Like I'll get a vision of half a song or something <laughs> like that. And and same with performance. Like I can play the song, but if I want it to be really good, I have to really practice and uh, well, I mean, that's true about everybody. It's true, but more true of me. It's like the the throat clearing thing we were just talking about. I've, I have to. I have like a huge amount of nervousness that oh, I'm yeah. just shaking and shit. And well, if I'll, I practice extra, then it works out. I'll say it translates. It's a very unassuming style. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I've, I've learned to work it. It translates live. You yeah. Know, and it's when I look at videos that I make of myself, I'm like, you know, it has to be way more. On or something. I feel like you should be like dancing more or something. <laughs> like, no, it's just it's just people are used to American Idol or some shit. There's yeah. so much things people are scrolling through. Yeah, that it's like if they if they smell a nervousness or kind of like hesitation or like imperfection or something, then it's like 
it's just not considered. You need to see a little bit more than just a second of it to get it. Yeah. There's no Plus like... I have all different kinds of songs, all the, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, I've noticed you're very versatile. You have uh, wait, you have one album out, right? Uh, for yeah, but consumption. Yes, uh, actually, it's gonna be streaming on the twenty first. Oh, okay. Which so it's not really out, but if you want a copy of it, uh, I didn't bring one, but <laughs> shut up. That's <laughs> no, good. I mean, yeah, I'll be listening on the twenty first. It'll be on like all the platforms. Yeah, the platforms. All the platforms. Uh, you well, you started in. Denver, right? Yeah, yeah. I had a band called PP. So, <laughs> so did you? You didn't know about that? No, no. Because I've only seen you come through with singer songwriter yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um. Um. Is PP yeah. out there? PP is on Bandcamp, but it was like we never did the. I, I'm gonna make a comp though. Yeah. But for now, you have to look up PP on Bandcamp. So there's recordings of PP that are that I'm proud of, but. Well, what what years did you play with PP? PP was like 2006 to 2011, so it was a good while ago. Yeah, that's a good chunk of time, though. Yeah, yeah. And then after that was in Denver. Then after that, you started. PP was kind of like a train wreck, though. It was like the idea was just like anybody could be in it, or I wanted everyone (laughs) to be in it, and my friends who I wanted to be in it. They could be in it even if they didn't play an instrument. They could just clap or whatever. So, <laughs> so it's like the, a circus. Kind of, yeah. The the quality control was not too high. <laughs> that was kind of doomed to. It wasn't like we were wearing suits and you know we were touring around all the time. It was like. It was like I picked people who, might show up. <laughs> it's like I'd have enough people in the van that if half of them showed up, there'd be a crowd, a band, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, man. So then you started to go on your own, do your own stuff solo. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be more serious and be the one who was responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'd like to have a band again. I was trying to be a professional musician mm-hmm. since then, kind of. So I've just been bumming around and doing artist residencies. I did a Kickstarter. I was just straight up like mooching off people and stuff. Because I was determined not to, not to, not to work at something other than music. Yeah. But then I got a job that was teaching music at a juvenile detention center. Oh wow! And that was in Denver. That was in L.A. Oh, I moved was... out to L.A. to to work on my my album with um, an ex bandmate named Danny Scheiman, who's like my collaborator, and he's a really good producer. So yeah, he he has a studio out there, and he just helped me kind of shape it together i i'm into recording everything to tape mm-hmm. so i just recorded a bunch of stuff on my own analog on, man yeah i'm analog man and shyman helped me kind of put it together and uh yeah sculpted into this weird movie uh, like of an album that it's it is a movie of an album yeah it's like it's a concept album mm-hmm. about failure and <laughs> ego and um just just autobiographical yeah is there uh do you have visual ideas for it yet or is that something you just i have a video oh you do yeah 
What do you mean visual? Like, or is it a movie? Or no, no, it's not a movie, but it's, but when you listen to it, it's, it's meant to be listened to straight through. I went balls out on it. It's like, um, it's a weird thing because I just wrote the songs and I had all the themes in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's for lack of a better expression, it's a spiritual journey through the course of the album. Yeah. But um, so the songs all are surrounding the same, these ideas, um, but they didn't work in a linear narrative. So I actually cut up a lot of the songs and made them into medleys. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm, and so there's, there's skits and there's um, like me talking to different aspects of myself and making fun of myself and um and there's overtures like a musical and shit like that. That sounds wild. So it's like returning melodies come back and finish as the story kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. On the so, 21st. Yeah. So the idea was you know yeah, just there would be little little autobiographical verse of a song mm-hmm. and I just cut up those verses on certain songs and put them into medleys to to kind of move the story along. This is one of the songs that was cut up into medleys so when you hear it on the album it'll be pieces of it yeah and a lot of people a lot of my friends who've heard the album are like give me just the whole version of that song like they really like this song (laughs) yeah and uh this is a song that was inspired by my dad um he he was diagnosed with cancer and i actually he died but uh (laughs) i always laugh whenever i say stuff like that do you do that Yes. Like at funerals or whatever, or like talking about heavy stuff. I think it's, I, yeah, it's like I'm not supposed to laugh. Yeah. Or it's like, it's not even laugh. It's just smiling. Yeah. It's, it's like embarrassment. But, um, but yeah, I played it as funeral and, um, it's, it's an idea that I was never able to be certain ways around my dad. Mm hmm. So therefore, I felt like I could never be fully myself at all like mm-hmm. in my life. Why was he like a like a man's man type or what? He was he was a military guy. Yeah, and I always felt like he wanted me to be different, and yeah. I always wanted to please him. Stand like, up straighter and like you know throw football kind be, of stuff. Just be somebody different. <laughs> just be, like you know, be into what he was into. Yeah. Um, but I was able to, we both kind of made an effort to meet in the middle Mm -hmm. when he was sick. So I'm grateful for that. Um, okay. Yeah. This song's never been true. Greater than 
self-loathing won't fitly honest But never been true, ever Spangle all myself in dreams And everything in between And if it's perfect then I guess I'll take it But I just don't want none at all Meditation down I scare Was reminded what I'm all about Praying you don't call me out As much for your sake at this point But I'm shaking to Fear my truth is meant for you So before nine months Now it's cancer and you're dying Told you that I love you Part way sure I'm lying Love is courage now to say My whole life I've been hiding I've never been true Ever And you have never been true Ever So we have never been true Ever Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful song. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I know, really. I mean, I feel like a lot of sons will f- uh, feel that way. You know what I mean? For sure. You know, we're all trying to. Yeah, and daughters often feel that way about their moms. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I think it works both ways. Yeah, but uh, children living up to their parents' idea of what they wanted them to be. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Thank you. Well, yeah. So you saying that at the funeral? That's a that mu- that must have been a. A brave moment, man. That's, talk about vertigo. Uh, I don't know. I felt, I mean, More the cathartic. funeral felt like it was my party or something. <laughs> like it was just, you know, I, I took care of my dad the last month he was alive. So, oh, wow. Um, I was just grieving and I was exhausted. So I didn't really think of anybody else, you know? Yeah. I mean, other people were going through it, but it was kind of like I was going through it more than them. Yeah, so. that was that was the end of a big chapter for you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. I mean, because my dad was so authoritarian and um, seemingly judge judging of me, yeah, judgmental. I I really didn't like him, or it was not fun to be around him for a lot of growing up Mm -hmm. so i was i was surprised how emotional i was when he was sick and dying um it was like oh shit i guess i care more than i thought i did yeah i mean well that's part of it you know growing up especially teen years you know you're just so defiantly not that you, you miss the part where it is like you know all the frustration and, uh, you know, all the disappointment comes from, you know, love, but it's just, yeah, there's nobody who can push your buttons like mom and dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I kind of thought it came from all this imprinting from when I was a baby, from when I was an infant, Mm -hmm. just stuff you don't really understand or know about until, um, until they're, 
going to be gone. So, but anyway, yeah, let's get back to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy fun. Yeah, happy fun songs. No, but no, that was uh, yeah. So I, I mean, obviously that one. You so you wrote that one pretty quickly, I assume. Yeah, yeah, that one I remember. I actually was staying at a cabin in the woods oh, really? when I wrote that song. Yeah, uh, it was. Um, yeah, I just woke up one morning and I, I, you know, it's a lot of songs happen like that. It's just this really intense feeling that kind of sums up a lot of things. That it's a culmination of something, yeah. and then you—it's like an orgasmic. You catch it, you blow your load <laughs> in this one load song load. Yeah, um, that's probably not a very poetic way to say. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's poetic, just vulgar. Uh, yeah, man, you find that's a lot of your writing is—is is... I think the best songs are like that. Yeah, you get in this other zone. I mean, it's what an inspiration, you know. You yeah. kind of uncover this thing that you've been feeling, but you didn't even really necessarily think about expressing it. But then you're like, oh yeah, that's been, that's what my life has been the last couple months or something. Yeah. And you just sum it up. It's like you stumble on something that you feel like, I mean, what makes you want to encapsulate it like that is probably you think, you think it's something that's relatable. Yeah, when you when you sum up that thought that you feel like everybody's been feeling, uh, yeah, when it comes out right, and you're just like, yeah, it locks, you know. Yeah, it locks into it's everybody. A good else. feeling. Yeah, and it's like this recognition. Well, uh, okay, yeah, let's uh, let's hear. So, is or is it going to be on your album? Or is this no, this is a more recent. The song is called "The Migrant Song," and this is a song. That I was inspired by all the mag- migrant caravans coming. It's a little less personal song. Okay, yeah. But um, more political. Yeah, it's it. I wouldn't say it's political, just because I approached it from a, an an emotional point of view, and it's just like a story. Um, but I sometimes wonder how Trump lovers will receive this song. Um, no offense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anyone are listening out there, but <laughs> my my pointer finger. I got STD tested, so oh, my yeah. pointer finger's a little. Uh, it hurts where they poked me. Oh yikes! Yeah, that sucks. Do you need a bandaid? No, I'm just <laughs> gonna power through. Migrant song. We'll see how it goes. I feel like Seely's gonna come in in the middle of this. Yeah, but we'll try it. Shine a votive from your eyes, cause tonight I can't see nothing. See it from the ashes we left. We're approaching some. i 
good feet when our kids aren't so hungry. What more do I need to see? This world ain't my home. All my dreams have turned to tears. What more could the angels want? Take my hand and lead me through the darkness of this valley. I'm like someone's child again, too helpless to be down. Yet I am Then in my mind The town shines into view Someone's truck Pulls up next to us He says we've been Expecting you It's for the hands Of people to give work God of love has brought Just like we'd have done to us What more could Samaritans want? What more could Samaritans want? Alright, that was a beautiful melody. Thanks, man. Yeah. Can't get any Trump supporter mad, I'm sure. (laughs) Make him feel bad, maybe. No, but yeah. So that was, uh, was that written in the perspective of of a... That's like a migrant. Yeah. 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 um, There was some story, you know, there was all these migrant... Remember when all those migrant caravans were coming up to Mm -hmm. the border? Yeah. And... uh, From Honduras. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a, a Mexican town that had been... Um, ravaged by an earthquake, mm-hmm. like maybe several months before, but there was a story of just all of the people in the town welcoming the migrants mm-hmm. and feeding them, even though their town was total. They were still rebuilding their town. Yeah, and I thought that was like the, the opposite of how we were treating. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had that that melody, and then I got the first line i think i had the first line too and mm. i didn't even know it was about migrants yeah so a lot of times it'll be like a subconscious thing when you're writing mm-hmm. that'll be on some collection of songs coming up after <laughs> yeah. i put out the leftovers from the album another one in the bank huh yeah i mean yeah i really like it cuz yeah it 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 just shows the brighter side of the story instead of there's so much like negative news on it yeah and and you know it's not like this right or wrong, like yeah. like like left or right kind of take mm-hmm. on the, you know, it's not like vilifying just, Trump or anybody else. It's just that's a, a human story. And so that's why I feel like someone, even a Trump lover could listen to the song yeah. and be like, you know, maybe it would give them well, a, a different take on it. 
Yeah, I mean, the melody itself is so welcoming that it, and the story behind it as well. Yeah, it makes you feel a, a sense of welcome, or just cool. Uh, I uh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, or it's just you know very positive. I guess on some level I did. Yeah, thank you. Well, like you said, you, you so you 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 thought of the first line, and then were you did like a new story come up, and you're like, oh wait, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, it. So I write a lot of songs in dreams. Yeah, and that melody was in a dream mm-hmm. and the idea of shining a votive from your eyes because tonight i can't see nothing yeah it's, you know it's a double negative but it, that's just how it is in the song but uh it was just that was the inspired line and it could have been about anything i mm-hmm. guess that was like you need someone's help or you need someone's consolation or something um and it just clicked. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you'll have music and a melody and then you'll write words and they'll click together. Yeah. You know, the words will come way later. And this was a little like that. It just, it was just, I was like, this is exactly what the song is about. And so I kind of felt like my subconscious was, had already planned it. Yeah, I know. Cause it does, it, it fits so perfectly. Very warm song. I think that's, I think we got some good, good. Yeah. We got some meat and potatoes now. And <laughs> <laughs> got uh, some gravy in there. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Sure, man. Was, I, I hate podcasts. All right. I don't hate, I love podcasts. I just, I, I feel like I have a halting way and I, I, hate listening myself on podcasts. Oh yeah. I just don't have a radio voice. I I no, it's... or a radio face. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast. This was Songs from a Room. That was Duke Crowder. He his uh album One for the Losers and Other Pilgrims. One for the Losers and Other Pilgrims will be out on the twenty first on all the platforms. Uh listen to him. Keep listening to this podcast. And uh, thank you. Thanks, Stu. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for listening. This was Songs from a Room. Thank you to Ben Shapiro for providing all the theme music. Any inquiries, just email us at songsfromaroompodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned, dialed up, and downloaded for the next episode. Bye.